Welcome to Kashris on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashris Magazine. And tonight we have a very interesting show, uh, actually going to be in a few parts. The first part will be a discussion we have about a question that was asked after the show last, last week. And uh, the after that, we're going to take some questions. So scribble down the number, 718 718- Six eight three five eight five eight. Not for right now, but for a little later. Seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. But as always, you can text us your questions or comments at three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. And uh, the the topic that we're going to be discussing now is eggs. And later on, about six thirty, I hope we're going to have to have a guest, uh, Avram Margolis who has been on the show a few times. Some very interesting topic that we are going to be we cooked up together. Hopefully it'll, it'll be something that will be very rewarding for all of you. So uh, stay, stay prepared for a good show. The first thing is about the eggs. What's the story with the eggs? Well, somebody heard or misheard, you know, how it is in the, on, this, on the radio. Uh, they thought they heard that we said that people don't care about checking eggs anymore. And that, of course, isn't what we said. Uh, in my house, house we check for e- check eggs. Uh, the ha- places that I know where I buy things, they're, they're checking the eggs. What's what the story is about checking the eggs? I'm going to be able to explain to you. First of all, the years ago, uh, the chickens grew on farms, and uh, when they grew on farms, there were hens and roosters. And a lot of the eggs were fertilized, and they produced chicks. But for the business of, of hatching eggs and making eggs available and making money from the eggs, they didn't want to deal with that. So they got the, the idea of they'll separate the roosters from the hens. And uh, whenever they need to make uh, small chickens, uh, that's a different business. But the business of, of making eggs, they just have the chickens laying the eggs. And uh, that... Not seeing a rooster, it can't be a fertilized egg. And since it can't be a fertilized egg, so there can't be any blood in there. What you're seeing inside is probably not blood. Uh, one time, I, I was going to look it up. I didn't take the time to look it up, but there's a, comp- there's a place called Egg U, Egg University. I don't know if it's still in existence, but they, they put together, I remember once about, about this and explained scientifically what you're seeing and why it's not really blood, whatever it is. However, there can be blood, and it can be from a, a rooster, uh, but it, uh, it's very, very, very rare. I think it's possible that when the people buy these on small farms, you go buy, you know, you're going, uh, you're buying, uh, uh, let's say, for example, you're buying uh, things that are grown on the farm, and they also have some eggs in a basket, and you take those eggs. I couldn't guarantee you though those eggs don't have real blood in them. So that, yes, checking an egg is, is still done, but the chances of it being one that is, has real blood in it is very, very, very unlikely. And halacha deals with that. So that in today's world, it's definitely not considered to be an iser doraisa, a real halacha of blood and of a beginning of a chick growing. However, at some level whether it's called a minig or whatever you want to call it, it there we still continue to check our eggs. Anyway, I wanted to tell you a story because this is something that uh, goes way back. 
many years ago, I mean, the fellow was in, lives in Israel now, but uh, one of the people who learned in our yeshiva, we had a yeshiva for 18 years, the yeshiva Birkas Ruvain, and one of the people who learned in our yeshiva and who got smich from our yeshiva is a Rabbi Eliezer Wolf, who lives in Eretz Israel right now. And he put out a book way back in the 1980s. He put out a book called uh, Keeping Kosher in a Non-Kosher World. And it's a small book. It was based on what he learned in Yerodeah, and he wrote it in English in a simple question-and-answer form. It's, it, it, it fools you how simple it looks and how much he was including in his wording the Shach and the Taz and the Prima Godim and all of the Torah that's based upon the Shulchan Aruch, and he just capsulized it in a simple question-and-answer. Very, very good mind to be able to do that. And he got uh, a lot of people to review it. Uh, I had a few words that were said in the back of the book. But he got some very choshev rabbonim to look at the sefer, including Rabbi Belsky, Zatzal, and uh, I forgot the other names in the front of the book. But one of the people he got, is Rabbi Shmuel Kamenetsky. Now, he sent the, uh, the book out to Rabbi Shmuel Kamenetsky, and he got an answer from Shmuel. It's a full page, and he said to me, He's so frustrated that he answered him, and he said it's not a good book. I said, let me see it. So I looked at, the, I looked at it, and I said, all he's saying over here is that he doesn't agree with you about the eggs. So I'm going to read you the piece. I want you to hear it. It's really interesting. I'm skipping some of the int- – maybe I should read the whole thing, but it's not long. Let, let me just say it in the, in, the, in the capsule form in the beginning, and then probably I'll read the section that, that's dealing with this. He's basically says, he, I'm being asked to write this, you know, a, a recommendation for this book. And he says, a wonderful thing, he's writing it in English so that a lot of people could use it, especially Bali Chuva. And he says, very interesting, that they'll know how to ask a question. That's what Shmuel Kamenetsky said. Then he says, this is which is very interesting, this is the bulk of the letter, says the following. Bossi Lahoyer, I came to point out, ki hichmir yosem haroi. He's too, he's too radical. He, what does he, what does Rabbi Wolf say? That lavashel baits him rak shlosha biyacha, that you should always cook three eggs at one time. Ula yimsa tipas damba achas and maybe you'll find a drop of blood in one of them. He said, people don't do that anymore. I know I still do it. I mean, I, the people that I know still do it. But that Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, for whatever reason, how his father said, I don't know how he came to it, but he said that people don't do bismanazeh in our country. That you cannot sell those kind of eggs which have been fertilized, cannot be sold on the, on the regular market to people like us. And the chance of it happening is like very slight. Miuta de miuta, very slight possibility of anything being wrong. And then he goes on a little bit. He says, he says, Af royal It's still appropriate to go check them. Make sure when you break one open to check. If he has it in his hand, he can check it. He says, I never heard that you cook three eggs at once. I don't know. That's the way we were all brought up. So I don't know. You know, Obviously, he had a different uh, experience from his family. But anyway, he says, he says, he says, never heard about it. 
the ilu lo nismoch al zed asafna meyara. Then hayolahachim yagam al kalim. He says, if you don't say that, you have to kasher the kalim if they find a, if you find a uh, a blood strupin. And we say that if you find even a blood strupin and you only have one egg, what you, the halacha is, you don't have to kasher the spoon or the or the pot or whatever it is. Just put it away for twenty four hours and don't use it. That's that's the halacha. You don't have to kosher it. So if you're not koshering that, so it's not really a problem. So why are we making a whole th- a fetish about this thing with the, with the three eggs? So this is what he wrote. So my, my friend, uh, Eliezer Wolf, was crestfallen. This is what the letter he gets from Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky. He was hoping maybe to, to print a good letter. And this is, a, he's very, it was a, he was a yeshiva, yeshiva in Philadelphia. So he thought he was very frustrated. I told him, put it in. First of all, I said, no one's going to read it. And if they read it, they're going to see that it says not to do what they themselves do. So they're not going to think anything bad of you. And the third thing is, this is the only thing you can find in the safer, which everybody is doing anyway, so it's, not, a, it's a, not an issue. So he put it in, and I don't believe he ever, ever got a complaint or somebody pointing out to him. I'm the only one pointing out now about this. But here's what he said inside, which is a very, very simple thing. He said, must I check eggs for blood spots before preparing them? Yes. Crack the eggs one by one into a glass. If you find the blood spot, discard the egg. Since you cannot check eggs before boiling them, always cook at least three together. When the eggs are done, pour cold water on them to cool the pot and the eggs. Then you may remove the eggs separately, and even if you find the blood spot in one of them, the other eggs and the pot are still kosher. And, uh, you know, he says there are lenient opinions that... The, the, the eggs are not fertilized. If a loss is involved, you may eat the egg after removing the blood spot. So that's a question of whether the whole egg is also or not. So we say, but basically, uh, this is basic Yiddish guy. Then we put this in the Sefer. So I'm going to talk a little bit about eggs. So definitely we, we hold it's important to check eggs. important to cook the three eggs together. It's still the Minig Israel, And uh, that's our position. Uh, I want to say, first of all, I think that it's a very big compliment that only one thinks it's, right. you know, it's, I, 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 I sound wrong. I think that's very nice. And it's, it shows that the, the rabbi, read it, he, read he read it, he was, went in the into it. This it's, is the end yeah. of the book already. And it seems like it's very, very compliment to this side yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. your friend. Yeah. And again, it's, it's uh, what do you minag? Uh, every each one is uh, the, right. on minag. Yeah, I know that Chacham Ovadia, Zechel Tzadik, Kadosh Vachai, he said this today, you don't have to check in. Okay. You know, but uh, again, uh, it's, it's, but we, we check, at the we check the eggs. Okay. You know, but <laughs> so, now, so let me tell you a little bit about eggs, because that's the topic for, for the next few minutes. Uh, there's a very interesting, there are two interesting shilas. I teach Yeridea. I have uh, three shiurim in Yeridea, and we have a shiur on, on, on Shabbos. My Sunday shiur in the morning on Sunday, 10 o'clock. Uh, 1358 East 13th Street. We have a shear on Hilchas Shabbos. We're learning now Hilchas Bishul, problems with cooking on Shabbos, Chas Vashon. Then we have uh, Sunday night, and Wednesday night and Thursday night I do Yeridea. And if anybody wants to join us, just give me a ring at 718-336-8544 or send us an email at kashrus. K-A-S-H-R-U-S at AOL.com and we'll give you the details about the different shiurim. So, and some of the people have utilized it to get smicha from this, the shiurim that I've given. Anyway, Bekitzer, uh, one of the questions that came up in the, in the shiurim recently 
uh, in Hilchsimen Pei Zion, Hilchas Basa Becholov, is about eggs, whether they could, uh, eggs that are found inside a chicken. Because, I mean, you don't see this anymore where you live and where I live, but when I was a kid I saw this, and it, it's, it's real world, it happens all the time, that inside the, the chickens you'll find eggs. We talk about a hen, inside you're going to find little eggs. Now, the eggs are different sizes. They're little teeny-weeny ones that are just beginning to develop. They're more developed, more developed. And occasionally you could find a whole egg with a shell on the outside, just the way it is when it came out. But the chicken was killed before the egg came out. So, yes, you'll find eggs inside chickens. Now, the question is, what's the halach of those eggs? First of all, we we have to know, is it called flachix? Was it called parva? Because an egg is parva, but in, in the beginning, when it's attached to uh, what we call shidra, it's attached to the chicken with, and they have certain uh, agidin, or they call it, they, they, they call it, it's called mu'ur bagidin, and it's attached, and there's a, you see like red uh, around the egg, like you know veins. So at, at that time, that's where the nutrition is coming from. So at that time, it's part of the chicken. So at one point it's part of the chicken, and another part time it's considered to be separate and not part of the chicken. So how do you deal with it? The different levels. So that 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 is a, uh, an interesting child that are taken up in in Shulchan Aruch. If you, can you cook these eggs with milchiks, or are they flashiks? So the basic opinion is that it's a shayla, and the four the shach paskins. Which, which I always like to teach this, this halacha. I love this halacha. He shows you four levels in halacha. I know most of us think that there's only like one level, what you got to do, and maybe two levels, what you're supposed to do and what happens if you made a mistake. They don't know what we call lechatchil and bedievet. But in halacha, there's many levels, many layers. And in the shach lays out four levels for the eggs. He said, the minig that we follow is like the women. The women took on a minig to, to be machmir and say, even if you find a, an egg inside that's with a completely hard shell, consider it to be flashiks and don't cook it with any milchiks. So that's the minig of the women. But we have to know in halacha, sometimes people made a mistake. They didn't realize where the egg is from, etc. They only found out later on. So you could have a situation where we have uh, the right thing to do and we're not aware of what that the fact that this is uh, an egg from a chicken and, and you may not be aware that uh, you shouldn't cook it together with milk. So he said four, there are three other levels. One is lechatchila, what should one do? In other words, there's also some times where we have to push aside the minhik. So therefore, in such a case, what is the proper thing to do? So he said, if it doesn't have a hard shell, but at least then it, if it has a hard shell, then you could cook it with uh, milchiks. You found it inside the chicken, but you, it has a hard shell, you can cook it with milchiks. In He said, Bidyeved, if you cooked it with milchiks and it didn't have a hard shell, it had a soft shell, but it wasn't attached to the chicken when you found it inside. And it was not didn't have these gidin surrounding it, these red... Uh, the sinews around it, but rather it was like completely loose and detached. So that's then that would be good enough. And if it has soft shell, even it would be fine. If it was soft shell and it didn't have these gidden around it, wasn't attached to the chicken, then if you cooked it with milchiks, it would be all right.
So that's the that's bidiyavid. But there's a situation sometimes where there could be a loss, and sometimes a major loss, because an egg getting mixed in or several eggs getting mixed in, there could be a, a tremendous loss. For example, it could be the stuffing from a turkey and it creates a problem. So we have, it's not a simple issue anymore. So at a certain point, what we call hefsimaruba, when it's a serious loss, we're, we're makel, that if you cooked it with milchiks, that then uh, it would be considered to be uh, kosher, if it just had the yoke completed. In other words, it had the, uh, the, the, the gidden around it, it was attached to the shidra and everything, but it's still in all, at least if it had the yoke completed, according to Rashi, that's enough, and according to the bottom line, Hefzim Ruba, that would be permissible. So we, the Rishach lays out four levels, the level of minig, which we follow the women's minig, women made it up, that, that if you find a chicken, uh, an egg inside a chicken, consider it to be fleshics, even if it was fully formed with a shell, and don't use it with milchiks. But there's a separate set of halachas, I'm not going to go through it now, it's in Simon Ayin Hay, where there's a, where the discussion of, now these eggs have to be salted, because they're considered to be meat. So you're supposed to salt it to take out the blood. The question is, can you salt it together with real meat? or real chickens. So the, the Ramah says yes, and the Shach and the Taz say no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't salt it with real chickens because chickens have real blood, and this has, if anything, minuscule blood. Probably nothing, but you can't see anything in it. If it has any blood, it's very minuscule, and therefore it's not appropriate to salt it together with, other, with, with chickens and meat, etc., etc., Okay, so that's a few halachas about that. And now we will accept your calls on any topic. So you can reach us at 718-683-5858 while we're waiting for our guest to arrive. 718-683-5858. Any question that you have regarding kashras, any suggestions or comments or whatever you'd like to talk about. Now, people are, uh, if they want to, they can text us at 347 927 8398. And until, until I hear from somebody, let me just say a word about our sponsor, which is uh, Glotmart, conveniently located at uh, 1205 Avenue M. When I think of them, I think of price, con service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you could save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. Some of their meat specials that are starting, um, to, uh, starting on Wednesday are corned beef deckel, $7.99 a pound. Family pack minute steak, $12.99 a pound. Shoulder roast beef, $8.99 a pound. Top of the rib, $7.99 a pound. Blade London broil, $9.99. Beef pastrami, $8.99 a pound. And wise organic whole chicken, $4.49 a pound. So that's, those are some of the prices that will be starting on Wednesday. And uh, at Glatmar, you can save plenty of time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glatmar from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with those special items you purchased in the store. And at Glatmar, the quality of the meats is A1, with kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vada Kashas of Flatbush with Base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor at Glatmar. You're getting quality kashras. I would add, so you're also getting fresh meat because they, uh, they, they actually do 
uh, with the for the meat that comes with the star K from Truth, they actually do the salting and the uh, and and also the removal of the, the of all the veins. They would call nikur. They do everything there in the store and uh, with a mashkiach tamidi, and th- that uh, that means you got very very fresh meat. That's for sure. Glatmart is at twelve oh five Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glatmart. Tell him you heard about Glotmart on Kashrus on the Air over J Root Radio. So if you want to, you can call us at 718-683-5858, and we'll take your questions on any topic regarding Kashrus. We have a question oh, about... How did it came in here? Uh, no, no, just, just called us and asked. Oh, okay. Later, are you chicken add boiled egg? Okay, so that is an interesting question. Uh, first of all, you're asking the wrong person because I don't eat eggs. Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm allergic to eggs. But, the, uh, but the, I've seen it. I've seen people who do it. Most people don't do it. But I've seen people who do it. They take off the uh, white slowly and examine it. And they see if there's anything there on the white or the yolk. They definitely can be seen. It's not obviously the same as examining a liquid but it's, it's definitely uh, visible. And I did see, at least what this gentleman saw, Chassir uh, Shafel that I, that I was with once, and he did show me that he did find something. Again, uh, I, I, I doubt if it's really blood, but the halacha still requires us to remove it or to throw away the whole egg. It, it's a chumrah that Rav Moshe Feinstein says we should do because he says it's not a big loss. I just want to throw one more thing to you, that is that um, under no circumstances, as long as the egg is has a completed yolk. It, you know, it's really part, it's really going on the way of finishing off and growing up and it already has a complete yolk, completed yolk inside. The halacha says that you don't have to wait six hours after eating that egg. Again, you don't see these too much today. I don't think anybody really gets them unless they had somebody shecht for them and they, have, they find them inside. But uh, in the old days, when I was a kid growing up, yes, you did see them. Because that was you. You actually did a lot of times the uh, the the soaking and salting in the house, and uh, it came with a lot of the parts of the chicken still there. We didn't have we had the head on and everything else. I mean, maybe the head was removed. I'm not sure anymore. But whatever it was, you had many parts of the chicken that you don't get today at all. So, do we have a call? Okay, you're on Kasha's on the air. Can we help you? Yeah. Hi. Hi. This is Maishi. Um, I'm calling from New York, in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Uh, it's funny, I, I didn't realize you're going to be talking about uh, the chickens and the parts, but I actually had a question, and it was uh, about something about uh, something in the chicken. Uh, the part inside the chicken, I've been trying to get it uh, since I came to America. I, I used to live in England when I was a kid. I used to eat it all the time. It's uh, it's actually the chicken kidneys. I actually uh, did some research. It's uh, two pieces in the chicken, and I'm having a very hard time finding it. Uh, most of the time, places tell me they've taken it out. Uh, sometimes it's left in the chicken, um, but most of the time it's taken out. And um, I just had a Shiloh. I was like, curious, like, how does it work when it's at those pieces? Does it, does it need a special uh, hafture, like like you would say liver, or is it something that I could it's just... It's not like easily... liver. It's not liver. But on the other hand... Oh, I have our guest here. Come on in. Uh, it's not liver... But, uh, but many of the places remove it intentionally. They use a vacuum to clean out the chicken. 
uh, because they're they're worried about the heart being there and the and they're worried about the uh, liver being in there. So they they do intentionally um, try to remove uh, everything from inside. So you're not going to get it. Uh huh. I'm having a very hard time finding. I mean, there's one butcher in Williamsburg who told me. I have to speak to the mashkiach, and I have to come on a certain day. It's right, a whole, because, like, they, because they don't. Because they because first of all, some people don't want it, and it, you'd have to. And whenever something is inside, it's in the recesses, right? So then right, the salting the, yeah. might not get to it properly. So that's the problem. It has to be really removed to be salted. And it can't be done so easily. So if it's packed in tight like that, because the halacha is that when you salt something, it has to be on all sides. And if something's packed into a little compartment in the chicken, it doesn't come uh-huh. out and doesn't get salted properly. So there's a shile on that. So how is it, is it possible? I mean, I've found it in chicken. I, you know, sometimes you just, it's still in there, those two little pieces on the side. Right. But and, I don't, think, I don't uh, think it's been sold. The chicken problem. definitely has a hexer. I would, it. I, I know, but it's, the hexer is not aware that it's in there because they're trying to remove it. So I would suggest you don't do it. Rabbi Heinemann, I believe, uh, has a special mashkiach to make sure that that's taken out. Oh, interesting! Wow. So I, I, I'm, af- I'm afraid it's not a good suggestion. If you had a bunch of them and you sold it yourself, you'd be fine. I, I, think, agree, I think. Okay. I think that's the problem. There's no, all... prop. There's no problem with that. Those pieces, the kidneys, then. No. Okay. No. Okay. Great. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. I think this is a problem of all the you know many Israelis that come to the, the state and you cannot find the the internal part of the you know like uh, kidneys and all this what is called Murav Yerushalmi. Yeah. And we're missing it a lot. <laughs> but uh, well, that's in the it. old days, yes. we used to get, you know, we don't eat heart because heart is supposed to be kosher l'shich. But my Rebbe said, we, if you're eating salami, you got heart. Let's say put it in there. So they didn't throw things out. They didn't show it to you, but they were sticking it into foods. So without further ado, we have a, a, a guest this evening, who, which is, was uh, Avram Margolis. And uh, Avram, you want to tell me what you came down to talk about? And then we'll get started in it. Uh I, I, I after I spoke to you, so uh, I jotted down some. Uh, oh, this is scary outlines. now. I, I thought it was going to be easy. Now you, you no, have, you might have with to, notes. You <laughs> might have to go over time. No, <laughs> we'll have a sequel. Okay, let's start then. Uh, I wanted to make a agdama to what we're going to speak about a little bit. So uh, number one, I was thinking, uh, let's introduce people to the word kosher. Okay. Why is the word kosher mean? So most people say it means kosher, you can eat it, it's kosher. But uh, if you look in the Chumash, or Chamish HaChum Shetorah, most are nova, you won't find that word, until Megillah's Esther. And when Esther told the Melech, V'kosher HaDovar, La'asoy-soy, if Ne'amelech, she meant to say it's it's fit and it's proper to do it. So as we are having the Torah only at Zeris, this you should eat, this you should not eat. We have Tomet, Torah, we don't have kosher. Chazal later on instituted that word to mean that this is kosher to eat. It means it's fit for you to eat it, it's proper, it's made properly. And they extended it to other areas of Shulchanach, Dalachek, Shulchanach, it's used in the Ksuva, in the Tnaim, in the Tnaim it's used in other places, it just means properly done. But today, unfortunately, a lot of people got confused about that. And uh, the people who are not so committed to following Judaism the way we understand it as Orthodox people, they started to use the word kosher and say kosher means more than just 
rabbi and shrita. Kosher means that you were honest in the business. Kosher means that you're that you're treating the animal humanely. Kosher means all these things. And if you don't do that, then it really isn't kosher. And what we've been we always try to tell them is you're right that there might be things that are being done wrong, and that may not be quote unquote kosher, but the food is kosher whether you like it or not, because all that me all the kosher means is that it didn't become unkosher. Really, we don't make kosher, we just don't allow it to become unkosher. So if you present a kosher piece of meat or kosher cheese or whatever it is, the fact that there was some person working and didn't get paid enough, that doesn't mean that it's not kosher. It means maybe you're not a nice man. Maybe I shouldn't buy from you because I don't like you. But you can't tell me it's not kosher. They went to a little further than, than even you're saying. Right. And sometimes uh, you're raising a, a very good point that sometimes there are things going around around the kosher affair Mm. which are not so kosher, and the people are saying, how could the kashos or the rabbi can let those things go? But really, in essence, the food is kosher. That's what he's saying. Should he give the kashos symbol on the place that has a mixed uh, dancing, that has a mixed swimming, maybe? Should, probably not, but I'm saying, but it doesn't mean that the rabbi is not a rabbi. It doesn't mean that he's not kosher anymore. And in the olden days, kosher just means and that's the way rabbis used to use it. It's kosher, mikendosessen. You could eat it. Right. But anyway, what do you? What are we going to go for? I'm next? getting to oh, it. So I'm saying I'm now stuff. kosher also can mean according to your level, according to your mishpacha, and according to your madrega. Some people say this is not kosher. For you, it may not be kosher because you have extra humrus stringencies that you use, and this person doesn't use them, so it's not kosher. He only eats from matzos chabura, matzos which is not chabura. It's not kosher for him. Is it not kosher for the other person? It could be 100% kosher. He well, just have, but, he just has extra humus stringency that he uses. He considers it not kosher. But he shouldn't think, this is the main thing, I've stressed this many times here on the show, that he shouldn't think that the other person's thing that he's doing is not kosher. If I want to eat only chabura matzahs and I want to eat only glak kosher according to some, st- the, I want to become, I'm an Ashkenaz, but I want to follow the, the uh, you know, Bishul Yisrael for, for the Sephardim. Yes, yes. If I want to go ahead and I want to eat on whatever I want, that doesn't mean that the other person is not doing it is not eating kosher. Maybe I won't share, he won't share his food with me because I, he knows I wouldn't be happy with it, but it doesn't mean that he's any less than I am. When my Rebbe used to say, Rav Zimman used to say, that when you become glat kosher, because that was the days when the glat kosher was rare, he said, if you become glat kosher, you don't kasha your kalim. Because who says that the glat kosher you're eating now is more kosher than the kosher you used to eat? So even if you want to take on what you're calling a chumrah, but don't put down what somebody else is doing that, that isn't that way. Right. And I, I wanted to, before I go into the type of thing, I was saying, which I just heard, uh, but uh, people like to, uh, they lease cars, they buy cars. Usually they see how much money they have and they try to get a nice car. And, and according to their stature in the community, they, they have to fit in. And, and, and the car becomes, they take care of it, they take it to a mechanic, and the oil change and everything. And if they get a scratch, chash or anything like that, they get all upset. Everybody has the on Michigan. So, but it wouldn't pull in into a gas station. It would say, you know, my car is a very fancy car, but 
you know, I can settle for that oil, you know, which we use for a, for a cheaper car. Hey, it's, not, it's not a big deal, but the mechanic is telling them, hey, if you use that oil or that gasoline for this car, you're going to ruin the car. Yeah, but I'm saving a few cents. The other oil is four ninety nine a gal a gallon. This is one ninety nine a gallon. So buy the cheaper one. Nobody ever dreamed to do something like that. Why the car? Are you crazy? You're not, you're not gonna have a car. The car's not gonna run. When it comes to cashless, we find not that way. If it's cheaper, we could get away with it. Sometimes we buy it anyway. So the question is, what's the difference? You're putting it into your body, not into the car. So you should be more strange with what you're bringing in. So the, I, I was thinking about it today, and I came to the answer. It's a simple answer. You don't have any tiver to ruin the car. You, t- you have a tiver to keep it running the best, the best way possible. So you will give it the best, the best care, the best oil, whatever you could, the best gasoline, because you want to have a good car, you want it to run, you don't want to go to the mechanic. But that food looks but good. If, but the food, they have a tiver. I mean, you say you want to eat it. But the car doesn't have a tiver to eat the gasoline. The car doesn't care. It doesn't talk to you. So which should they give you? You just want your tiver to running good. I'm so, I'm so I'm so a little bit I, I, a little a little bit uh, this uh, you know don't you like this measure disagree but it's, but nice but it's, not, it's a nice muscle but you know I want to if kosher become indication of money it's a big issue I don't I don't I don't think I like to this okay no that's that's the right. way he's saying, yeah, that's it. He's saying that you shouldn't be pinching money uh, trying to save uh, money and, and exactly and, so it's become meaning meaning that if kosher you don't save on on a regular or on a regular stuff. So you regular on the safe, you know, you don't save. That's what I understood from you, Mashal, that you don't save on, on the gasoline to ruin your car. Right. Right? So you don't save your money on your food. Right? So let's go from here to the organic and to the all other st- uh, nine yard of this. I don't think that it's nice to compare kosher to, to money. Well, this I, is, no, this I is, this is. Okay, okay. I would take the care of a person would take off his car. He would not put stuff which will damage the car. He's if he knows it, in spirituality, he's saying what, what Avram okay. is saying so. is, it's you'll do something counterintuitive because because you want to, because you have a taiva. With food, you have a personal involvement, and therefore you might do something that's counterintuitive. It's not smart to ruin the car. It's not smart to ruin your neshama. But but the, the taiva can sometimes take over. That's de- what de- Yeah, definitely. That's definitely. There's exactly no, que- no question. No question. I can put an, a gasoline in a car that was uh, a Rolls Royce. I buy the good super ultra this. It will ruin the engine. And it will cost five hundred dollars for for a gasoline for a gallon. It's not the issue. But the point, but people do get a little cheap. When it comes sages to just tell us that tivers on a certain level is is like being a shikar, like you are shikar from your tivers. So people think you can only become drunk from wine. You can become drunk also from something right. if you want it very much. You'll do it. Now people go to extend; they have to save money. They have a lot of expensive tuition, mortgage, and money, and they have big families. And, 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 and what should we do now? So if I go shop in this store, which might compromise my cashews, but I save so much money, which I'm not sure, quote, I would quote, if you're saving really money, but we'll discuss that. So they're saying you're saving money, I will compromise on my, on my, on my Yiddish guys, on my cashews. Number one is... A lot of things in those supermarkets, those which are not run by Shomritayo Mitzvahs from our community, they have a lot of products that are not kosher. That's number one. They have products which are questionable. Questionable Achsherim, which are like Wickler keeps on getting calls about this kosher symbol, this kosher symbol, and he asks him, where did you find it? 
And then once you buy it, you have to find the etra. Maybe you can keep it. Maybe you cannot keep it. So let's, we're going a little faster. From what you are talking about, this is what we're going to spend a little more time on. You're saying that some people will go to a store that's, let's say, a national store or a, a, a store that's a very large, goyish store, and they're going there principally to save money. And that you, what you're saying is sometimes that leads them to be a little lenient in some of the areas of, of kashrus that they would be more strict with if they shopped at a local from-owned store. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, basically what I'm trying to say, but that's not the only problem shopping in those Okay, but let's, let's get to that. Let's, uh, let's go through that one first then. Right. So you're saying if I would go in, into this... Now, this is a problem. So I, I remember years ago talking to different people, one person said to me, you know, I don't need your magazine because I only shop at from stores. I live in Borough Park, and I only shop at from stores. First of all, I want to tell you, from stores is not a guarantee either. But okay. That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. But I I shop only at from stores. So I said, do you go to the mountains in the summer, the the Catskills? Yeah. Do you go into the supermarkets over there, the shop right there? Yeah, but only for certain things. I said, like, what? And they started to tell me. I said, well, you know, those things are, are <laughs> those things, are, it's interesting. You're buying all that stuff in the, uh, in the shop rights. Uh, you know, that uh, you would, you're really better off <laughs> knowing a little more about Kashrus because you're really compromising. And that's what people don't realize. They say, I only, I'm only shopping for this. But they don't realize sometimes the involvement. I mean, give you a, I'll give you a simple marshal. The most simple marshal I could think of, Quinlan, whatever it's called, that paper, the wax paper. There are tray for ones, wax paper. So when you go into the, shows, the big supermarket, you've got every kind of wax paper that could be existing. You got all the brands and etc., and you look for the price, and you buy the cheapest one or the best one or the whatever. There's someone wherever you're buying. People don't even think what could be wrong. It's only paper, but in the store that you were the from store in, your, in town, he can't do that. He can't carry tray for stuff. So he over time he learned that I don't buy that and I take it into my store. So you're not going to even see that. So here's a Shaila that you didn't ever think about, and here you are going ahead and buying it in the summer in, in, in the supermarket. Right. So uh, and 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 also uh, sometimes people are going on a shopping spree. I'm not saying that people should just stay in the homes, taking their kids into the environment, which invites to uh, to a lot of uh, those stores and national stores, like say before the holidays, they they dress up the entire store and certain they have certain aisles that uh, are geared only for, for the certain holiday. And, uh, and you go in there, you're not sure exactly where you are. And uh, people are saying, but we're saving money. I'm not so sure about the saving money because people buy a lot of things in sales and they might buy like 10 of the same thing because it's on sale. They might not use it. They might buy things which are on sale because they're on sale anyway, so we'll buy it anyway. In the overall, I'm not sure if it's just, it's just saving in, the, in, in money anyway. And uh, so that's also debatable if that's true. Okay. Now, what else you got? Um, there are certain, they try to fix it up in certain stores, which are in the Jewish community. Uh, we know that uh, they would sell the standard by the Goisha Welt world. What is exactly Tzniezdik and Prisnezdik is completely, the, I don't know if they know what Tzniezdik is, what it is the, means modest altogether. So they will have 
uh, magazine done displays. Some places magazine. tried to cover tried to cover them up, but I don't think that it's not good. The kids are climbing from the carriages, from the wagons, pulling them out. But the mother's putting it back. She's putting the the, the mother, the father is putting the stuff on top of the uh, uh, on the register, and then they're getting it. And then the other newspapers, which are next to the when you come in to the national stores, which they never covered, and those magazines, they put something, some things on the front cover, sometimes words which are not nice, but when the, the Gersh world doesn't consider not nice, not only is it considered nice, it's considered funny. The funny ad you have on the front of some Gersh papers which come out every day in New York, we know. That's most papers they sell. They put a provocative picture on the front, and I'm sorry to say, but uh, the rabbi, whoever it is, he cannot just go to the store every day and just cover it and tell him you cannot cover it. We need to sell those papers. I mean, that, that's how they sell. Those hundreds of papers are sold a day. That's a very interesting point, Avram. And I, I, we had a, a, a person who wrote to us many years ago. I know what it is, actually a relative. But he, 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 he was very upset about this in one of the supermarkets. I think it was the, a shop right up in the mountains. And he, uh, and he went to them and he begged them to try to do something. That, uh, and I think that they made some kind of a tikkun. But it's, it's a very big thing. You know, the stores in our neighborhood, I mean, I live in Flatbush, and, and you, if you wanted to buy uh, a, a newspaper, I'm talking about Hamodia, Yated, uh, Jewish Press, whatever you want to buy, Jewish newspaper, maybe even uh, the magazines also. So there's a magazine stands. And these magazine stands have all the schmutz over there. So you, there are places, Baruch Hashem, you know, from stores where you can buy the from papers, especially from papers, because they're not going to sell the other ones. So that's really where a person has to go. You can't go into one of these other places. Absolutely not. But what you're saying is you got that in the supermarkets. It's like going into a magazine stand. It's actually the same thing. And, and you're, you're exposing your kids to it. And, uh, you know, you tell you, you, sometimes you tell your kid or something, like maybe, maybe it's a 17-year-old, and you give him the car and the keys and say, go pick up something for me over there. So you're sending him now with no supervision whatsoever. With all the respect, are we living in Brooklyn or are we living in the mountains? Let's, let's be reality. I just want to tell you that it is something that we're talking about. We, we want to teach our community how to behave, that everything around us, Everything around us, do we want to put our kids in, 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 in muzzles together? This is something that we have to teach our kids, our Ashkafa, to be what is, what is really Jewish, to, to face it, because we cannot afford today to say, oh, it's not existing. Come on, give me. We come to the house, you in front of your house, they're dropping the, 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 the you know, the, all this magazine, all the papers. What are we doing? They're burning, they're burning it. You know, I I I think I think it's a be a reality. I think to be a reality uh, that to face how we can how we can teach our children ourselves how to to stand on well, this. You know, yeah, first all this thing stuff. is that Abram is kind yeah. of what he wanted to yes. say no, I, I, that we go into this Jewish yes. stores I'm, I'm not, and I'm then you that you both you have one thing I'm you agree with him. It's a very good point, a valid point. We can't close them up in in ghettos, but. When you send them to Amakam Sakana, right, right. that's a different thing. Yes, thing. Uh, uh, that's no. it. I know, it is Kava Yashar. They spoke about two, 200 years ago. And, and this is about, it's about big, big Hilul Hashem and a big problem that we, that, that in those days, they used to do it in Poland, only Kava Yashar, and I've read the book, you know. So about that they're sending our Betulot, in this word, I know exactly, is they're sending our Betulot to the uh, Ofe, and making the, the, the cook over there, and beside this is 
First of all, it's Bishul Goim, Bishul Akum, right. and a second, it's the involved our our girls. Then in the meantime, our boys learn in Shiva, the girls going and shopping and doing all this, this. So he said, very, very, I, I understand this point big time. But in the meantime, we have to teach our kids immune, immunization. You know, when we have immunization, you put the virus in a small doses and it's teaching our opening, you know, Teaching our kids trust, trust and trust and give them the option to see because, you know, they eventually, eventually what happened, they go in the street and will face all this dirty But magazine. there's a difference of going in the street <laughs> when you're a Ben Torah who learns in base Medrash or when you're going out a, as a 13, 14-year-old boy. Uh, um, yeah, good, you know, so when you're sending your kids to the school... To the, you know, even even just go to the bus station and at the bus station as right. as 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 a kind of promotion. We're talking about hormones. We're talking about teenagers. We're talking about things that desire the all the billboard that just calling to all these ladies so to what, all what, the. What, what is say, your point? My point this? is uh, my point is now that's all the radio station. It is what is that is is basically awareness and ashkafa, awareness and ashkafa for this talking, our children. We're talking about something else. So Ram brought up a, a point which I think is very valid, that it's true that we have to teach them responsibility, etc. But you wouldn't give your kid a computer today and say, I trust you. I'm teaching, I've taught you responsibility. If without and with unfiltered computer, it's like putting your kid on a, whatever it is, and you're putting it in a matzah. Uh, he can't withhold himself. It's not a healthy opportunity. It's, we're not, we're not going to be trained on that level. 100%. We cannot train on that level. No, so now you take the kid, and he could go to the, the from store, where he's going to only find Yated, Hamodia, Bina, etc. And kosher, and, and, and also kosher, kosher and all kosher, and this and that. He's going to see people that dress bitznius. Mm. He's going to see Rabbanim. He's going to see people who who, who exude Avas Yisrael, and and, and, and they're like, hein, hein, Merkava, that you'll see people that, that remind you about the Kaddish Baruch. Amen. And instead, you're going to tell them, no, here, take the keys, go over there, save a buck, we'll, you'll, you'll, you know, uh, uh, come uh, back I, soon. You see, you I'm see, make another point when I forgot which I mentioned to Rabbi Wickler last week is the, is the music they play in those stores because they want to get you to, uh, to buy and it's not to put it mildly it's definitely it's the latest Goyesha music and you are listening it all the time Baal Korchai You're not going to go with earplugs over there. You need to listen to things. And, and what are you going to do? And they go to the they go to the mall. The the girls go to the mall, and it and it and they and they're exposed to everything. And instead, you know, that's what Jaywood is all about. Get them into a Jewish music, and we it, people said it couldn't be done. They said they have to have that. They need it, etc., <laughs> etc. Et and and, we, and what Jaywood proved is we could take them and swing them over into Jewish music. And people tell me. I let Jaywood on all the time because I feel safe. My kids are safe. And that's that's the big difference. And uh, we see how we build the trust in our children. How we build the trust by giving this this platform, giving this idea that we can do we can be kosher, we can be a dish guy, really dish guy without all this kind of, you know, around us, you know, trying to hide and avoid this this problem. My, you know, you, we're talking about uh, it's new and all. How we know, you know, Rabbi, 
How many times we talk about 7-Eleven and Dunkin' Donuts? Right. How many times? Is it work? Is, I, I know I really do. I'll open. tell you what it works, but it doesn't work as, with everybody. As, I know, it works really, with no. a lot of people who, would, who understand that if they're going to send their kids into the 7-Elevens, then today they're going to buy why? Tomorrow they're going to buy the croissants. The next day they're going to buy this. They're going to they're gonna see people there. They watch people. I've seen Hasidish boys in Borough Park watching Shkotsim doing things that we're not, we're not going to talk about uh, so, on the radio. Yeah, uh, and they observe them. Now, you you can't you tell cannot, me that... You cannot see right. it in, 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 in Moishas. You cannot see it in right. pomegranate. He wants. And not in Glatmart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. No, no, this is there's very, very big, uh, strong discussion about this. Uh, are we, what, which, 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 not. I know that in, in Lakewood they try to do the kind of this. And we have a lot of problems with teenagers in Lakewood. Yeah, of course we have problems. But if we're not so going is, to fight, Nisim, I, I we should give up. Nisim, you, no. you hold that we should let the kids run around? No, 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 chas v'chalilah, you know my point, you know, oh, we, sure. have, we have to bring them, yes, you understand, I understand your point, but in a, in a matter, in a matter, that if the Jewish stores will behave like the Goyish stores, and we come and the same product that cost in the store other store one ninety nine and the Jewish store is five ninety nine. Uh, this is this, this is something is, this is something that's true. this I, that's I, I tell, I'm telling you I'm telling that's you I'm telling you, I'm telling you I can show you I can show you some no, some things. Let me just tell you why 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 you see that sometimes it, it's it has to do with distribution. You know the the from product Let's say uh, like a, a a company. I don't know what I meant with me. Any company you want, Pashkas and, and Libras. And, these people are distributors, and and the price that they have to charge has a lot to do with their distribution. The amount they can buy for uh, for the production is nothing compared to big people. And the storage, it, it it's a different arrangement. They don't have, and the distributors they have to pay middlemen, and they can't sell it all out, and they can't buy that much of it at a time, and they're stuck with it for they have to. The inventory for a while, so all of that it factors into their price. Are they making money? I'm sure they're making money, but uh, but if you if you think that they are stealing money from you, I really don't believe. I that. don't look. I don't say stealing. It's my it's my choice if to to buy in this. And you know what happened today in the in the in the local grocery so called grocery? It's become like so fancy and so overwhelmed. And it's so things that Labriud, I, I really, I really build, I want to, to wish them all the best in a business. But the 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 point of view, as you said, we lost that snoot. We lost even in ourselves. We lost our snoot. You lost. We lost our. We, no, we're talking about let's it's snoot. Let's talk about shaita. Let's talk about the, the clothing. Let's about all this. All this. Where are we going to? Where are we going to? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you you had another point. You really want to talk about the about the. Uh, helping Yiddish people also, you wanted to talk about that. Right, right. When, when, it's, you, when it comes... Or you also were going to talk something about the uh, Chavach or Pesach. Yeah, okay, we'll have to come. <laughs> we'll see. We'll continue next week. We'll see. We'll come for a full show. I'll come for two halves. <laughs> <laughs> so, really supporting Shemitah Mitzvahs. There's the, a, a store which is a Shemitah Mitzvahs. You have to, with bringing a person, as I said before, kosher, means proper, it's fit, he said, according to my family, a person has to assess all those things. Is it really worth it for me to compromise on the kashrus and the, and the modesty and other things for my children, for myself? So there's a story with the, with the briskarov oh. that uh, 
that somebody came up to him, he was living in Tel Aviv at that time, 50 years, 60 years ago probably, and he said, I think I should move out because uh, my kids, you know, the bag of influence from the Svivo. So the Brits kept on, what about you? You're not Mushba? <laughs> what about you? It's about you. He also lived in an accident from Eden, which are not from yet. So I'm saying, people going to Australia is only about the kids, not the kids. They're themselves also kids. Everybody's kids. Everybody's growing up, going up, trying to go up in, 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 in Avodah Hashem. And I just want to make another point, which is not to do with cashers, but with what I was talking about, these national stores. And it's really a problem. I'm not sure what's the solution. If a person wants to be nice, and it's a nice thing you should do, to buy a Mother's Day, Mother's Day card, or anniversary, or happy birthday, or whatever it is, if you go into those national stores or any Goyesha stores, you are going to bump to cards, which I don't know how, and 20 years ago, the store would even would let it in. Right. And you open it up, and they have not four-letter words and other things inside the card, not modest pictures, to put it mildly. And the Goetia world looks at it like a joke. Oh, it's a joke. You'll give him this card. It's going to be so funny. He's going to think it's a nice card, but he's going to say something nice. He's going to see somebody not sneezing inside. will surprise him. It's in the regular card session. You go to any Goetia, Dwayne Reed, Rite Aid, any of them. They all carry it together. It's one. All the companies are making it together, and everybody's following suit. They want to keep up with the Joneses, as they say, and that's what sells. And now I want to pick a kosher card. Can I send my my 10-year-old, my 15-year-old my to pick a card for his grandmother? How can I send him in there? It's like sending him to the internet without no filter. Right. So we really, really do need to, well, first of all, I think aside from the fact of what you're you're telling us to do, you know, intellectually to understand, I think that the people who are listening to us who run the from stores should be, you know, maximizing this and, 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 and making opportunities for us to have kosher ways, like the cards you're mentioning, there should be some cards available in some of the stores that we go to, which actually they don't have too many cards. I don't know where you can buy a card. Uh, you could buy with thank you, Mazel Tov, and okay, a, a couple, few words, but, but not, not, not what you really want to find for some of these specialized things. So it would be nice if we could develop more of that, and, and if the from stores would, would look to include these things that are hashkafic, that are important for our community. I think that's been very, very helpful. You wanted, I think, also to get in the next couple of seconds left about the comments of a Pesach. Is that, is that something you wanted to talk about, the choice about? I, I, I want to, now, I, I want to really stand this topic because okay, I was thinking ahead. that uh, we always, if we want to grow up in Avodah Sashem, in Yerashomayim, we don't have to go far. We have to look up to Eretz Yisrael. As Rabbi Wickler always knows, there are a few steps ahead of us. And over there, they have Vadim of Kashrus and books. If you look, you go to, to, to any books today, it comes from Eretz Yisrael, even if it's in English or it's in Hebrew. It has a Chotemet, it has a temple. They went to Avada. It is that, that my kids can read it. I'm sure cards over there, they have also cards and tons of in Hebrew, but we have right. to find somebody to, to translate it into English or bring it over here. Over there is everything, like people, like, I know I speak to my relatives and people there, like when they go shopping, they want to go shopping in a supermarket, which is Jewish, not because just the prices, because they just feel, they feel so like, no uh, uh, yeah, they feel like so out of place with all those mixed, we are, we are us mixing, is very, we don't really don't care. Mixing with the guy, and we can, I mean, because we're living among them with the, in the in, in the streets and that. So, so we go into national supermarkets. What's the big deal? I know the feeling in Israel that people are not going to travel to a supermarket somewhere in Rupertsville in Israel, like because because you know this is unfortunately it's not from not yet from Jews, and I don't want to go shopping there. I feel very strange going there. So well, let's hope it's going to develop in this country too. 
before we uh, before we close, I'm going to say a few words. Number one, I want to mention uh, that, I, and I had forgotten to mention this before, uh, the, an interesting thing that I saw in a new book. It's uh, <laughs> I did a speech. I don't know if a discussion. I don't know if we're going to mention the book, but the book is called Kosher USA, and in there, uh, the gentleman mentioned something about the eggs, and he mentioned that the today. They, in some of the places, they actually have electronic eye that sees into the egg and sees if it has, if it has blood spots, and then, then they take them out somehow. I don't know how it's done, <laughs> but he told me that it is. It, he mentioned in the book that it is done, which I thought was phenomenal. We got a lot of questions, which I didn't have a chance Can to I? answer. Let me just try to tackle one or two. Somebody asked if I had to check all the eggs. The answer is yes. If your minig is to check the eggs, you check all of them, but. If in a business, sometimes they, uh, they, they pass by checking all the eggs because they can buy eggs that have been liquefied already. And, uh, and many people hold that that's acceptable. You know, again, it's not the right way, but they feel that it's acceptable and if it's going to be very expensive to do it the other way, there's a hector that some rabbinum will have to, to, to take eggs without examining them at all. But there are companies that still do examine every egg. I saw it myself. I couldn't believe it. I saw a man who worked so fast. Talk about 100 eggs over here. He does thousands of eggs. He did it so fast, and he cracked it, put it into a little, uh, like a jigger of like a, like a schnapps glass or something, then from there poured it to something else. And he was able to see it all. I, don't, I just don't know how he physically able to do it. it was, he was the fastest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it could be done. Uh, somebody asked, where do you see about three eggs? Three eggs is from the dinner Bittel. Bittel is in Simon Kuftes, where it talks about, uh, you know, had betray bottle, one into two is bottle. So that's the concept over there. Um, some people asked uh, a little more questions. I don't have time to answer right now. Maybe we'll, we'll include them in another show or in the magazine. Okay, Ram, go ahead. What do you want to point? I would like, in closing, I would like to say with one thought that uh, would be maybe a chizuk for people. The Arizal said it, and Chovetz Chaim says something similar to that. Uh, somebody asked him, one of his Talmidim, what can we do already? I'm saying, we're not the Tanoim, we're not the Amorim, we're not the Nevim. So he said, you cannot imagine, the Sitra Acha is so strong today. He's told him 400 years ago when the Arizal was around. Every mice that you do, you do such unbelievable things in, in, in upstairs, in Shemaim, you cannot imagine because the Koya Chara is unbelievable. There is, it's in writing in the book from Narizal. This is, we talk about 400 years later. Chavetz Chaim says something similar to that. We cannot imagine, people say, so well, I'm not going to go to school, I'm going to become such a big tzaddik. Uh, it's a big deal. I do so. Every little thing you do for Hashem, you cannot imagine it's worth millions and millions and much more than ever before because the Nisiyonis today is so, so strong. Hashem is looking, he's working, holding yourself a little bit, spending a little more money. You spend so much money for tuition, then you're going to ruin it by sending your kids to that store. So I'm saying, then you can you have to send it again. I want to thank you very much, Avram Margolis, for joining us today with some, some of these interesting ideas you put forth. If anybody would like to reach us, you want to get a copy of the magazine, you want to get a subscription, we're just coming out now with our 2016 Kosher Travel Guide to over 300 cities across the United States. We're including in this issue, which is over 144 pages, 40, we, we're including all... 50 states. So anything, everything we could possibly stuff in, we got into this issue. So if you want to, make sure to get a, a copy of the magazine, the 2016 Coach and Travel Guide, which will be coming out in two weeks. And if you want to get a subscription, call us at 718-336-8544 or 
uh, you could send us a text. I mean, uh, you could text also, but you could send a, an email to kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. Uh, if anybody would like to get a subscription, we're giving a special, which we did in the past, which is that we're going to give you a free copy of the Kosher Travel Guide with your subscription. And if you decide you don't want to subscri- subscribe, you can have your you can have the, fr- the free copy and and we'll give you your money back. So call us again, 718-336-8544, kashris at AOL.com. Until next For an week, unparalleled Jewish radio experience, tune into J Root Radio.